Life Audio. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Johnny, it's another special mini-sode to talk about that. Just a little morsel. Just a little extra. Some might yeah. say that we're a little extra, if you know what I mean. We are. Uh, Ray Romano, great comedian, had a bit about how Italian moms have food issues. And when he would have friends to the house, he would have to coach them to how to behave when it comes to, like, seconds. He would have to tell him, look, when you're done, you're completely full. If you want a little more, she's going to offer you more. If you want a little more, tell her no. (laughs) You want some more? No. Sorry, Mrs. Romano. No. Boom. A little more. (laughs) If you want nothing, if you want no more, you're going to have to shoot her. (laughs) And don't graze her. You got to land one. Like he had the whole bit about it. And uh, it's great, you know, but it's true. Like I think uh, that's what we are. We're that extra little more. Right. And we're kind of talking today about how New Year's somehow became this time to start obsessing about bettering ourselves. And I think there's good things about that, like time to reassess. And, um, but it's it somehow in American culture. It's it's wound up being about weight and food and looking at self-control. Yeah. Am I out of control? Did I spend the last – because the holidays are right before the New Year's. Right. So it's like you spend that time kind of letting it go, Yeah. which exacerbates that anxiety when it when it hits you in January 1 and you're like, whew. Yeah. Man. And the whole time in the holidays you're thinking, it's okay. Yeah. New Year's is coming. You uh, know that. Right. Yeah, I'll you, clean it up then. Yeah. I have that big time. I have this imaginary version of myself that has it all together. Yeah. It's very easy for me to imagine a, a better version of me that's way in the future. They're like, well, I'll clearly get it together right. in time for that. Like if the wedding's come, a wedding is coming up that you got to fit into your old yeah. suit for, you're like, yeah, but that's June. Right. I got all kinds of time. It's it's April. That's two months. What can I? What kind of good could I do in two months? Right. Not a lot. <laughs> no. I, I have found weight loss wise mm. that what used to take a month and a half now takes three. Yeah, metabolism slows right on down. It is a, and I just, but I'm okay with it now that I know that. Like yeah, when it first is, started happening, I was like, uh, "What is going on?" I've you know, ran 15 miles this week and lost yeah. nothing. You know, there's that balance to be struck, and we're kind of in that world of like 
we're getting older. And so you, you start to strike that balance of being at peace with yourself, but also striving to be your best self, finding that balance. Yeah. And that's really hard. And you don't, it's hard to know if you're in that balance because you feel pulled to the extremes of those two things. If I was being vulnerable mm, and, and I actually have, have talked to my wife about this, when I look back through old photos, yeah, I, the first thing I see is my weight in those photos. Yeah. Oh, me too. And I, it, in your photos. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep, keep being vulnerable. I apologize. No, no, it's, that's, but it's a, like, I'm, I'm trying to get to the place where it's almost like I look down uh-huh. on previous heavier versions of myself. Yeah. You almost go, there's no way that guy was having a good time. Yeah. And it's not true. You're projecting your anxiety on that. You're like this poor guy. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, instead of like, you know, so I'm really on a mission now, like, both from a, a cognitive and a spiritual place to be like that is a real that that is shortchanging the gift of my human experience yeah and to I'll, just make it about your body and right to make it about my appearance your external so know. I'm like hey like I'll say this out loud like hey we were ourselves then yeah like I was myself then and and that was a that was a good life and I'm having that conversation a lot lately like our bodies are gifts mm-hmm and and I don't want to look at it only. In fact, I asked I asked someone this the other day. I was like, "Could you imagine if you had a friend who and we may have said this before, but if you if you had a friend that every time they saw you, the first thing I did was point out all of your physical flaws mm-hmm. and how you should be better, would that be a very good friend?" And the answer is no. That's exactly the kind of friends we are to ourselves. Right, on we're in a issue. toxic relationship with ourselves. Right. When we look in the mirror, I do at least. I, I see what's wrong, and I and I and, and I'm, a, I'm a guy. I, I know the pressure is way harder for most of my female friends. I think it's leveled out. I think we see a lot more of that now. Like you see eating disorders in men. I've read t- reports about that, and mm-hmm. you see just a lot. Yeah, it's a strength. It's, yeah, and I culture. think it's okay to fluctuate. And part and of it too it is it like better. culture has started objectifying men. It's almost like a backlash against the objectification, sure. sexualization of women. Sure. So you see way more like Jason Momoa on the front of a magazine with, and then people or Magic Mike and all that. It's like that's representation, but it's also like that's not the answer to now just make men the objects. To, yeah. You know that now have to have these same hangups. Yeah. But that used to be the thing in Hollywood, like, oh, John Goodman can get roles and he can be 450 pounds or whatever. But if Roseanne gains 20 pounds, we got to figure out how to get this off of her before the premiere. Yeah. You know, it's a, you're looked at differently, but now it feels like, yeah, we're beauty standards for men and women are completely unrealistic and Photoshopped and everything else. I do appreciate commercials right now that like there's a commercial for maybe it's Gatorade. Yeah. And there's three actors and two are like the prototypical, um, running in a sports bra. Yeah. Totally just don't have an ounce of fat uh-huh. on my body. But there's also others in there who just look like normal people. Yeah. Like they're not pencil thin, but they're doing athletic things. Right. You know, also in a sports bra. You mm-hmm. know, like what, you know, and I think normalizing a little bit of the human body, the human body, number one, fluctuates weight. Yeah. You know, it is, it just does. You're going to, you're going to, you know, I try to tell teenagers that like, hey, you're not going to be at the weight you are. Like, you need to expect that. And that's okay. And I think develop tools. 
because uh, you don't want to not regulate it. It is it is a number. It just shouldn't be the only number. It is a healthy thing, but not the only healthy thing. And when when a healthy thing becomes the healthy thing, it's no longer healthy. Right now, it's, now it's like your focus it. and your obsession. Yeah, yeah, and I've had yeah. I mean, I've had my own journey with it. We've talked about it on episodes of the podcast before. If you want to go back and listen, but yeah, I mean, it feels like I want to establish good patterns, and I like the way that I feel in general when I'm moving. It's not even just about a certain weight or a number on the scale. It's right. like if I'm moving every day and I'm eating healthier things, I feel better. I feel like my life is better, but it's but when it becomes about how I look, that's when it can get really unhealthy because it's almost like if you found out it's like steroids did for athletes, like oh, this might take ten years off your life, but all of them would trade that they don't like the last ten years of their life anyway. Yeah, you know they're not playing sports anymore. Yeah, so they if you just told them, this is going to kill you, but in the meantime you'll be on every magazine cover, every Wheaties box, you'll be famous, you'll make millions of dollars, women will throw themselves at you. They're still taking that deal because society has lifted that up and raised that up. So it's like that's when it becomes unhealthy when you're like, oh, I would trade anything to look like X. Then you're like, oh, it's not about that. So I want to feel a certain way. And I there's a there's a, a threshold. There's a weight that I feel like, OK, I like I don't feel self-conscious necessarily yeah. like that's that's part of it. And sometimes that you just have to have acceptance on that. But. There's, it was affecting the way I perform. When I was 316 pounds, it was affecting the, my performances on stage because yeah. I couldn't get out of my head. And some of that's just hang-ups because, I mean, nobody cared. Nobody comes to my shows to see how I look. It's about the jokes. Right. But when I was in my own head, it was affecting my delivery, my confidence mm-hmm. to the point where I needed to make a change. And I did, and I'm glad I did. But now it's just how do you, how do you maintain? But also, it's moving. For me, it's like... Making sure I take time out every day to like do exercise of some kind, and uh, that helps me. Well, it's a more holistic approach. Yeah, instead of just yeah, it is one thing, and I think it's fine to yeah. want to change that that thing. Yeah. I think it's even healthy. It gives you to fluctuate and find the right tools, but to do it in a way. My goal is now: hey, I can better myself without hating myself. Yeah, and I can also look at myself at various stages of life and say each one of those was a gift. Right. I don't I don't need to dismiss that based upon one variable that's appearance based especially. Yeah. But I do agree with you. I feel better and I I want to feel better and I want to live longer and I yeah. want to be more present. I feel like you're talking about different stages of life and how you like that person was probably doing a, I mean I could look back and go I was unhappy then. But honestly, I wonder about my friends cuz I feel like when I was heavier uh people would make me their fun fat friend. If they wanted to go like off the wagon, yeah. they'd be like, Johnny's coming. Let's grab some. Yeah. And they would be like the yeah. worst meal. Chili fries. Yeah. yeah. You want some, right? And I'd be like, I'm your, mm-hmm. I get to be your whatever, John Belushi. I'm your guy that we're going to go off the wagon together. Yeah. It's so strange. Now I'm not fun anymore. Not that I'm having <laughs> like grilled chicken salads or whatever. I just eat less now. Yeah. But uh, I'll have a couple of chili fries with you. Just John. a couple. Just a handful. Just a couple. Just to say we did it. Yeah, and I think and I and I think it's not just about what we lose confidence in. I also want to be the guy that's evaluating what I gain confidence in. Yeah. And I think that's just as important. Like I think there's a scripture that's so key and and it says what it the first part of the scripture actually deals with circumcision and it's talking about and again that's a hard thing in the New Testament to just throw out here without context. 
but basically says we are we are those who belong to a different kind mm-hmm. who put no confidence who who worship Jesus by the Spirit and put no confidence in the flesh. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a hard thing to say because it's a different kind of confidence, obviously, than than our confidence in our appearance. But but I think it's related. It's tethered to it. It's not the same thing. Right. But to say, hey, I need to I need to be able to limit. I need to be able to cap the kind of confidence that I put on physical appearance and other things to say it is a part of life and it's okay to, I mean, Hey, hey in scripture it talks about, you know, readying yourself for your wedding or whatever, you right. know, and putting on perfume and, and cleaning yourself up and all those things. Did like, you do all that? I, I don't wear perfume per se, but like, you know, it talks about like, it doesn't completely disavow the idea right. that there's a, we have a body and we live in a right. body. Yeah. You know, but what it's saying is, Hey, I need to make sure that it, it has its proper place. And what's right. most important. My it's life. not your identity. So if I look back at my life and I do sometimes when the times I was super fit yeah, and I look at that, like I was a different or better person, that's putting, that's putting too much confidence in the flesh. It's like an well. idol. You're making an idol exactly. of that. And you're also rewriting the history of your past at the same time, which is what we talked about before. Yeah. Cause I was just as insecure then, and if I wasn't, that's a problem because I'm inse- I'm being secure in the wrong things at that point. So I I've known you at various levels of fitness, and I've never felt you were very secure. Appreciate that. So that's does that does that help? It's a really nice thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm that friend that will point out your flaws. And yeah. It's not just you looking in the mirror, right? I'm also I want to be that friend for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll send you some more texts later. <laughs> I, well, I'll think of some other things to say. Well, I'm sure you already have them in your notes or whatever. I do. I'll just copy and paste. Right. Just copy and paste. So, <laughs> hey, and listener, we hope you've enjoyed the time that we spent. Uh, man, go check out all the full, our full-length episodes. Yeah, uh, talkaboutthatpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find the full-length episodes and some other mini-sodes uh, available for you. Deep dives. Yeah. It's exciting times to be a part of the Talk About That podcast, and uh, we hope that you will continue the journey with us here on Talk About That. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.